0: so good to be with you on this absolutely beautiful Sunday morning. Uh, I know a lot of us have already been out plowing the snow, uh, and we're just so glad that you're here this morning. So many joining us online on the radio today. It's great for you to be with us here at Hillside Assembly today. We've got a great service planned. My name is Eric, and I am the lead pastor here We're going to have a great day today a couple guidelines for those who are in person here uh, in attendance Uh, we have our restrooms available you can go in this door to my left social distancing in the building please and masks must be worn in the building to our online audience we would love to connect with you you can do that in a couple different ways obviously if you're watching the live stream you can comment in the chat and we'll make sure to answer those later today if we can't answer them during the service uh, online or giving opportunities prevail today you can do that if you're here in person in our white containers as you exit the service or you can always give online at hillsideassembly.org you can also contact us there as well there's a way to email us right on our web page hey we've got some great things planned and we've got some great services coming up as well next week we'll have communion here and if you're joining us from home Uh, Just have those elements ready to go, and we'll partake together next week for that. And then February 7th, which will be the first Sunday in March, or first Sunday in February. That'd be really weird if it was the first Sunday in March. February 7th, the first Sunday in February, uh, we're going to have an absolute awesome celebration service. We'll have some special guests with us. We'll also be celebrating some uh, life-changing things happening for some individuals. And so you won't want to miss those two services coming up in the next few weeks. We've got a great worship team this morning. They're ready to help us enter into God's presence. So let's pray and let's get into the word this morning. Lord, we thank you for this absolutely amazing, beautiful day. Uh, it's going to be a great day for your word to be preached. And it's going to be a great day, Lord, for us to watch the Green Bay Packers whoop up on Tampa Bay today. And Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to do life Together, Lord, this morning, Lord, as we enter into a time of worship and then into your word, Lord, would you speak to us, change us, transform us with the power of your word. We give you praise, glory, and honor. And God's people said, let's worship the Lord this morning. First
1: Peter 1, 18 and 19 says this, for you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. We're going to sing this song at the cross. I am so thankful for the cross and what that means to us and our salvation and the hope and the joy that Jesus brings to us because of it.
0: Team will come back and close out our service in just a little bit. You know, I hope that you had some moments this week that were great, awesome moments for you. We've had a great week of ministry. It's been very, very busy. This week, we've got to do some interviews with some of our missionary partners and ministry partners, uh, some from across the globe, and we were doing video work with them, and it was great to do that. But I'll tell you, the highlight of my week came with when a young lady reached out to me. And some people ask, you know, why are you guys still outside? And I want to explain why very clearly. Yes, we're in a pandemic and we're taking precautions. But last week, while we were doing service, a young lady drove by our church campus. The Holy Spirit began to just speak to her. She said for the next 24 hours, there was this wrestling happening inside of her. And she reached out and contacted the office here. And I had the opportunity to pray with her. And she just said, my family is in crisis and we're in need of a miracle. And all I can say is when I drove by your church, something happened. I knew I had to reach out. I had to find a way to connect with you. And Would you be willing to pray for me that my family would experience a miracle? Let me tell you, that is what the gospel message is about. It's about reaching those who need hope in this hour. And today, God wants to give you hope. Whether you're in our parking lot, you're just driving by, or you're online today, God wants to fill you with hope. Today's message is titled, There is Power in. Fill in the blank. Now, I'm going to tell you, we're going to talk about three things that there is power in. But before I do that, I want you to know that there is power in Jesus. There is power in the gospel. That is what God wants to show our communities, is there's power in Him. Power to bring life to the dying. Power to change and transform a mind, a heart. Power to break through, through sin and transgression and addiction. We're in a series called Just Like Jesus. We're learning how to do life and ministry and serve and do church just like Jesus. And we're going back to the book of Mark. We're in Mark chapter 7 today, starting in verse 31. Let's pray one more time before we read the Word of God. Lord, your Word is alive, it's real, it takes hold of the heart and minds. Lord, in conjunction with the power of your Holy Spirit, it transforms lives. And Lord, today as we're about to read your word and explain your word, I pray that your power would be unleashed in this place and through the radio and through the internet and God's lives would be changed today through the power of your word. Lord, we pray today to be effective in all that we do. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to preach your word this morning. May my words not be my own. But Lord, may the Holy Spirit take over in the driver's seat and communicate the word that your people need to hear today. We give you praise, glory, and honor. And God's people said, Well, that's good. Nobody's falling asleep in their car. That's good to know. Let's get into the word. Let's jump right into Mark chapter 7, starting in verse 31. Then Jesus left the vicinity of Tyre and went throughout Sidon, down the Sea of Galilee, into the region of the Decapolis. There some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk. And they begged Jesus to place his hands on him. After he took him aside, away from the crowd, Jesus put his finger into the man's ears. Then he spit and touched the man's tongue. He looked up to heaven, and with a deep sigh, he said to him, Ephatha, which means be opened. At this, the man's ears were opened, his tongue was loosened, and he began to speak plainly. Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone, but the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. People were overwhelmed, overwhelmed with amazement. He had done everything well, they said. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. I'm going to tell you, if you can make the deaf hear and the mute speak, I think the title, that you've done everything well, applies. And it applies to our Savior. He does everything well. So let's talk about the healing of this deaf man that we see here in the passage of Scripture. This region called the Decapolis would be known as the Ten Cities. It's a strong place of of strong Roman influence in this region. It was also a Gentile territory, and the Gentiles in the, in the eyes of the Jews were not worthy of the things of God. They, they were not worthy. They were thought to be less than. These people were, had no place in the Jewish culture or a part of what the God's people were doing. But before Jesus left this region, the people were glorifying God the God of Israel, fulfilling what Jesus had just talked about earlier in this chapter, chapter 7. Everyone this morning, no matter your background or your past choices, your race or your nationality, your financial or social status, your affiliations in life, the gospel is for you. That's good news. A seeking Savior will always find a seeking sinner. Jesus longs to connect with you in the exact same way he's connecting with these people in the Decapolis. Maybe this morning you find yourself struggling, broken, in need of some good news. Let's face it, we all could use some good news. And I want you to know that Jesus is seeking for you this morning. Are you willing to seek him? Yeah, it may have snowed last night and and it might be cold, but I want to tell you, Jesus is on point this morning and he's looking to interact with your heart, your mind, and your spirit. This scripture is broken down into three points. Let's examine each one this morning. The first one is found in the first two verses. Let's just go back and read that one more time. Then Jesus left the vicinity of Tyre and went through Sidon, down to the Sea of Galilee, into the region of the Decapolis there were some people who brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk and they begged Jesus to place his hands on him. In this busy metropolitan area, full of businesses and culture, a very highly populated area, with so many people, yet Jesus takes the time for one. I want you to know that you're not left out this morning. You're not abandoned. You're not overlooked by our God. He sees you exactly where you are. Whether you're honest with yourself and honest with your heart or not, he sees the truth within you. And he longs to have an experience alongside you. He wants his word to penetrate your heart and mind, his spirit to influence the way that you think. He wants to be there to transform your life just like this man. Jesus takes the time for one. You're not lost in the crowd today. But how did this one person get brought to the attention of Jesus? The people begged Jesus to place his hands on him. And that brings us to our first point today. There is power in unity. There's power in unity. When God's people can come together, especially when it is something that Jesus wants to do, it's a setup for great things to happen. And God loves us to set up his people for victory. We're not talking about coming together for preferences or comfort or entertainment. We're talking about coming together for the fulfillment of the purposes of Christ. Are we willing to do that today to see our God move? Let me give you an example of unity and the power of unity. Although in this case, it's not not a positive thing. We find it in the book of Genesis chapter 11. It's the story of the Tower of Babel. And all these people have come together. They've unified together. And they've come together for a purpose. And here's what the word says that the people's heart was. Come, let us build for ourselves a city. That sounds good. With a tower that reaches to the heavens. So that we may make a name for ourselves. They came together and they they were building this community. And they said, we can build something that's awesome, and, and, and it could reach to the heavens. But, but that, that the heart is wrong here, so that we might make a name for ourselves. Now let's look at God's response to these people coming together. Verse 6, chapter 11, the Lord said, If as one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. That's a huge statement from God about the power of unity. That if you can come together, you can, you can speak the same language, not just the language of, of English or Spanish or, or, or whatever language you speak, but the same language as far as idea. The same, the same concept. If we can come together, there's something powerful that happens. Nothing is impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there all over the earth and they stopped building the city. See, unity is powerful. But if we're out for our own desires, I'm going to tell you it'll fail. Even in a corporate setting, a church setting, a bunch of believers coming together. If we're out to just make our own name, to get our own desires fulfilled, I'm going to tell you, we might start off in victory, but it will end in failure. But what happens when we become unified under the ideals and the purposes of our Savior found in the Word of God? What happens when we're real and we do the heart work and and we allow the Spirit to convict us, to take us further and deeper in our walk? What's possible for our church to do together for the kingdom of God? What might God do on our behalf to fulfill His promises to our communities? That gets very exciting very quickly. To answer that, we find Luke chapter 4 verse 18. These are the words that Jesus was able to speak, but I want you to know that this same verse applies to us today. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoner and recovery from sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free. That's the mission of Jesus. The Spirit of God was upon him. And I want you to know, when we take up the name of Jesus, when we allow Jesus to move in our hearts and our minds to bring conviction to our life, And as we begin to follow him and move forward, that same spirit is on you to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent you, he sent you today to proclaim freedom to those who find themselves imprisoned and to bring recovery of sight to the blind and to set the oppressed free. Come on, you can get a little excited about that this morning. That's why we're doing what we're doing. And that's why we'll do what we do in the future. This was the mission of Jesus. And now that mission is on us. What if we prayed together for that? Imagine how Jesus would want to move. What if we prayed with passion for the things that really, really matter? That really matter. Not the surface stuff. I mean, talking about breaking out the shovels and digging down and praying for the things that really matter. Just last week, our ministry partner, Marianne Adams, talked about the treasure box. And what does God treasure? What does Jesus treasure? What's the most precious thing for Jesus? People coming to know him. That's it. That's the treasure that we're after. Not for our own name. Not to make ourselves known. Not so that we can build bigger buildings or or plant extra campuses. That may all happen. But we go after people because it's what God wants to do. He wants to set them free. We can come together. We can pray for this. And God can change our hearts, our minds, and the trajectory of our church and community as he begins to move in greater ways. In your prayer life, what are the priorities? Is what's most important to God what's most important in your prayer life? When it comes to praying for those who need to be reached with the gospel, is that secondary to your long laundry list of things you want God to do in your own life? Or do you prioritize that first and pray for yourself second? Just a thought. I'll let the Holy Spirit do what He wants to do with that. Let's talk about the second thing that power is found in. Power in your prayer closet. Let's go to the next passage here, starting in verse 33. After he took him aside, this is the man who who was having all these issues. Away from the crowd, Jesus put his fingers in the man's ears. Then he spit and touched the man's tongue. He looked up to heaven and with a deep sigh said to him, Ephatha, which means be opened. At this the man's ears were opened. His tongue was loosened and he began to speak plainly. Jesus took the man away from the crowd so that the healing wouldn't, would be private and the man would not be a public attraction. Since the man was deaf, he could not hear what Jesus was saying, the words that were coming out of our Savior's mouth. But he could feel Jesus' fingers in his ears and as he touched his tongue. And this would have encouraged this man's faith. The sigh that Jesus makes, this inward groan from our Lord's, this comes from his compassion, his response to the pain and sorrow that sin had brought into the world. And it was also a prayer to the Father on behalf of this handicapped man. Ephatha. This is an Aramaic word that means be open, be released. The man did not hear Jesus speak these words. But the creation around our Savior heard the command of the Creator and the man was healed. Both the tongue and the ears function normally. Not only that, think of the mental side of this. that These things have not worked for a long time. The the electrical impulses from your mind to, to get your muscles to work properly, to do things, to communicate. This is a miracle of massive proportions happening for this individual. Powerful stuff. This man's great miracle didn't happen in front of the crowd. It was this super intimate moment with our Savior. And I want to speak to you this morning about the truth found in the scripture we just read. Your greatest miracle, your greatest moments with God should not happen here. They shouldn't happen in public. Don't get me wrong, church is vitally important. It's so important for us to come together to to hear a vision from God for the week and, and, and to have time of corporate worship. These are important, valuable things. But I want to tell you that shouldn't be the greatest moments that you have with God. They're not mine. My greatest moments are found when it's me and God by ourselves. When God speaks in the silence to me and motivates my heart, when he brings conviction to me, when I'm taking the time to dig into his word on a personal level, just not to feed you, but for me. Those are the greatest moments I have with God. The moments where, where I get to do ministry, like that phone call to that, that lady this week. When I, when I get to step up and be at the right place at the right time, when I'm just out in the community, those are the great moments with God when, when the Holy Spirit speaks to me and motivates me to do something out of the norm or, or, or to go and do something and I just be obedient. These are great moments. But here's what typically happens. People gorge themselves spiritually on Sunday when the pastor is bottle feeding them and they starve themselves the rest of the week. And I want to tell you, that's not healthy, and it's not what God wants for you. What should be happening is you should be having these amazing personal moments with Jesus throughout your week. And when we come together on Sunday, it's time to celebrate. It's time to get excited. It's time to have our vision expanded, because all week long, God's been moving in our life, and then we come together, and we're like, we're ready for the next Lego brick, God, and what we're building here. We're ready for that on Sunday. But too often, we've not had any encounter any encounter with God. We live Sunday to Sunday. And that's not the biblical foundation that we find for the church. It's time for us to grow up. And it's time for us to get real about our relationship. Could you imagine if you're married this morning, that the only time you talked to your spouse was one day a week? for just a few hours that was the only time of interaction that you had i want to tell you your marriage will fail and i want to tell you if the only time that you're talking with god if the only time that you're allowing god to speak to you is a brief period on sunday morning that relationship is not genuine it's not authentic and it will fail it's time to invest in that relationship with christ Find the power in your prayer closet, church. It's time to talk with Jesus. It's time to let Him speak. It's time to let Him convict your heart. And it's time to let Him change you. The third thing that we find power in is authenticity. In spite of our Lord's strict command to the people to keep quiet about the miracles He was doing, they told everybody... (laughs) Everywhere he goes, he keeps telling people, don't tell anybody about this. But, but what God's doing, it, it just seems to break out. These people can't seem to keep it contained, and that is the authentic move of God. And what it brought about is this large crowd that gathered together and brought this man before Jesus. I love these people. Because when they come, they're not saying, Lord, do something for me. They said, Lord, We know somebody who needs a miracle. Would you lay your hands on him? That should be what the church looks like. That's what we should look like. So excited to bring people who need Jesus in their life. Not to embarrass them. Not to make a spectacle or a show. But to allow them to have an encounter with Christ. The truth is, the more influence that you have, the more criticism you can experience. It was true for Jesus, and I'll tell you, I know firsthand, it's absolutely true. The Lord doesn't need hype men and women. He doesn't need us to exaggerate. He doesn't need us to make up stories. We don't need to put on a show what we need. It's for us to have authentic experiences with Christ that change our life that we can share with the people that we do life with in our community with our family, friends, our coworkers, the people that we go to on our campuses and our workplaces I want to share something with you, it is so crucial in this time for us to have authenticity as the church I'm tired of pop-up prophets on YouTube, radio, and all this other stuff that speak these things, and over the last few months, they seem to pop up everywhere with these dire prophecies and these things that are going to happen. And then when they don't happen, people's lives fall apart and their faith crumbles. That's not authentic. You need the truth. You need to get into the Word of God for yourself. I'm going to take just a minute here just to help you out. Stop listening to the crazy people. Because <laughs> it, it's part of my job to put you back together after you listen to them. And we'd save a whole lot of time if you would just turn off these pop-up prophets and instead of listening to them on the radio and YouTube, you'd pop open your Bible and spend some real time with God. Because I want to tell you, God does bring correction. God does bring warning. But when He does, He always brings hope. And I'm tired of some of these guys that bring no hope, just spew division and spew just their own ideas and then when it doesn't happen, they blame you because you didn't pray hard enough. Give me a break. That's not God. Stop listening to these people and start hearing the voice of the Spirit And open up your Bibles and let God speak to you. Let's have authentic, real encounters with God that change our life. Because I'll tell you what, the people in our community, they don't need pop-up prophets. They need people who walk with Jesus. Let's walk with Jesus this morning. God, you can continue to bring correction, conviction. We welcome that. But Lord, we know when you speak that to us, you always bring hope as well. Lord, we know that our community this morning is hungry and starving for authenticity. Let's make sure that Lord, we are authentic in our testimony, in the story that we share. And let's make sure this morning that we have an authentic, real relationship with you, Jesus. Lord, as we pray today, God, would you finalize this word in our heart? First, this morning, I just want to say, if you're watching online, you're listening on the radio, and you need an authentic relationship with Jesus, I want to pray with you. Not for you, but with you. Because guess what? I need that too. Let's pray this morning. Lord, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. My life is imperfect. It's broken. Lord, this, this world, there's so many crazy things happening, and I need, I need some stability and Lord, I know that there's power in you. I'm taking a leap of faith this morning and I, I'm saying, Lord, would you come into my life if you can reach down and, and touch this man's tongue and his ears and you can make his ears to hear and his, his mouth to speak, then God, i got to believe you can change my life. So I take a leap of faith this morning. I believe that Jesus, you are the Son of God, that you came, that you lived on this earth, that you died and then you rose again. And Lord, that you want to do a miracle in my life. So Lord, help me to start following you. Break the sin in my life. Change whatever you want to change. Take the driver's seat, God. And help me to build an authentic relationship with you. If you prayed that prayer this morning, would you reach out to us on our webpage or on our Facebook page, hillsideassembly.org. Contact us. Let us know you made that decision. We would love to connect with you. But I want to pray for the rest of you this morning about these things that we talked about today. God, we lift up the needs that our community has today. The needs that we have in our own life. God, just like you were able to reach down for this one individual. God, I know that there's not one person you're overlooking today. Lord, move in lives like never before. Miracles, may they spread just just start happening in ways like we've never seen in our life before. Not for our glory, not that we might be lifted up, but that God, you might be lifted up by not just us, but those we do life with. Lord, we pray for the power and unity. Lord, your word says the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoner and to recover sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free. God, may your spirit fall on us like never before. May we take the mission that the church has been given seriously like never before. That what we do is guided by that. To reach those who do not know you. Because, God, if we build anything other than that, it's destined to fail. But, Lord, we know you're in it to win it for people, to bring them into a saving knowledge of you and to change their life. So we put our our mind, our heart, our effort, our blood, sweat, and tears, our sacrifice into that. Lord, we pray, God, this morning to, to see the power of the prayer closet developed in our life. Too often, we've looked to Sunday morning services. We've looked to other people to speak God's word to us. When God, our first heartbeat needs to be, I need to hear from Jesus. When our first first action needs to be opening the word of God and getting your word into us before we go seeking answers from man, Lord, help us to have one-on-one awesome, powerful times with you. And Lord, finally, we pray for authenticity. God, I pray for the mantle of leadership of this church. May may I and those who I work with, may we always be authentic and real, because our community needs that. Lord, may we all, God, be authentic in our relationship with you. May we be authentic in our witness. We don't need to make stuff up. We don't need to 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 to, to be these these this person that, that tries to to hype you. We just need to be a person who can talk about you and point to you. Lord, we want to be authentic like never before. A level of of authenticity. We're broken people. We have all are messed up. But it's, it's your saving grace that God puts us together, that allows us to work together and to do great things for your kingdom. It's not in us. It's all in you. God, would you pour out your love and rip in and in the surrounding communities. Lord, as you put us exactly where we need to be this week, God, to have experiences with you and God, to then share experiences with others, opportunities to be your hands and feet in our community. And God, I believe that we're not even gonna have to look very far. You're gonna put us in the right place at the right time this week to impact and people's lives. You'll put us right where we need to be because you're just that good. Lord, I pray this morning, one final time, for those in our community and surrounding communities that need a miracle, those who might be sitting in their car or sitting at home or even at their workplace listening or watching this service, that right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, The one who can stick his fingers in people's ears and they hear. The one who can touch a tongue and have it speak. The one that opens eyes to the blind. If you can do those miracles for the people in your word, I know you can do miracles for the people that are listening right now. God, in your grace, in your mercy, as we come together, as we're all praying together, just like these people begged you, to do something for this man god would you move in the people who need miracles this morning and would you do mighty miracles to bring glory and honor to your name we give you praise glory and honor god's people said we're gonna have a great rest of our day i'm praying for you all week church know that this office is available for you Call us, reach out to us, text us however we can so that we can pray for you, help you meet the needs that you might have, encourage you to do the ministry God's called you to do. We're going to enter back into worship. Robbie will dismiss us. And hey, I'm excited for the green and gold today but I'm excited more for Jesus and what he wants to do in your life. Let's have a great afternoon. Robbie, would you lead us and close us in service? Bless the Lord of my soul
1: throughout this week, I pray that we would be sensitive to your spirit and that we would see what we can do to make a difference in those around us. God, let people experience your grace and your mercy and your love and your power in their life. God, I thank you for our church. Remind us each day to connect with you Go and do what you have called us to do. God, we commit our church into your hands. Let your will be done. In Jesus' name.